everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. And today's date is January 10th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. We do hope you do know who Jesus is. If you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I have to give you the bad news first. Here's the bad news. We're all sinners. We all fall short, fall short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe in your heart that this has happened, trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're served from eternal damnation. You will, you will be a new creature in Christ and will start to live for him, not for yourself, not for the world. And we do uh, thank you for coming back for another uptime. And uh, we do welcome back our uptime panel. We do have Brother Bob Barber, of course, Brother Kevin Hookman, and Michael Pels. Hey, Michael yes, Pels. Thank you. Thanks, Great guys. to be back. Centurion in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Today's verse of the day, 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, uh, that, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. So um, let's let's just start with the, the meaning of behind this verse, Okay. What does it mean to be holy? Bob, could you tell me? <clears throat> what does it mean to be holy? It means to be born again, sealed with the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1, 13, 14, 430. Amen. Right? The righteousness of Christ is imputed into us. There's no works that we can do to become holy. I know there's a lot of people out there that think they're really holy, and uh, they get upset when you just trust in Jesus, <laughs> shed blood, the cross, Okay. But the last time I checked, uh, anybody that tried to do a work here on this planet to save themselves, when they died, they were never holy enough to ascend to heaven. They end up in the center of the earth. And that was all the Old Testament saints. Okay. So evidently, something happened at Jesus' Jesus death, burial, resurrection that changed all that. And what was that? That was his shed blood the cross that opened the door that enabled Jesus Christ, God the Father, to purchase the body of Christ and to save Israel. And that is why now when you die, your spirit goes to heaven. If you are a true born again believer. How's that for starters? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So Greg, this, this verse is just yet another example of the, what to do if you're a believer kind of thing, right? There's plenty of those in the new Testament. Paul has a ton, of course, Peter's now got one here. Um, but th- these are guidelines for, for, for healthy spiritual living, basically, is what it is. I mean, um, ultimately, I think we can all look back in our past and say, my conversations were less holy back then than they are now. <laughs> and I think that's all what, we're, what we all strive for, right, is that we continue this process every day of maturing in the faith and understanding um, things and tempering our speech and one of the gifts of course is self-control so the more you dwell in in the word and the holy spirit 
and you allow him to work through you, then the more holy your conversations are going to be. But Bobby hit the nail on the head. You can't start that process. You can't do anything unless you've received the Holy Spirit first. But once you do that and you allow him to work through you, then over time and throughout your life, you can you do this practice. And, um, and all that does just edify, right? I mean, the more you do this, the better things are. And I think that that's the way it is with a lot of these passages in the New Testament, um, guidelines and, and, and ways to be. If you practice them and you do them, your life is going to be better. And I think we all agree Amen. that if you have a more holy conversation than a, dis- a more destructive one, you get more things done. You get uh, more edification from it. You get more fruit that gets produced from it. Amen. Amen. I also understand that it is meaning of uh, being set apart, being set apart from others, especially set apart from the world, set the apart world. from Babylon, both political and spiritual Babylon. Uh, we want to be set apart from the rest of the world. I mean, we, we you know, people will say, oh, you're holier than thou and give you this whole, you know, spiel on, okay, well, you're, you're too good, you know, to, to be... Uh, you know, in our crowd, I understand, and try to put you down. But, you know, the, the point is that we are supposed to be set apart from them. Um, I think sometimes there are some believers that will try to get in and um, try to be part of the crowd. Uh, hmm. And that's not really what we're called to do. Um, right. you know, we are supposed to be set apart from them. Uh there are certain areas where we could try to bring people to the Lord and in trying to understand where they're at, but that doesn't mean to partake in what they're doing. Amen. So that's important to understand. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, it expressively says, "Do not partake with those type of people who do those things." So, yeah. um, you know, when people say, "Are you just being holier than thou?" Um, then who's the, who's the thou? The the world? Well, I would hope so, <laughs> right? Because I mean, that's what we're—that's what we're called to do. We—you can't be light in darkness if you don't have the the Holy Spirit glowing outward. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I think that that what 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 happens is the the people who say that or whatever are are probably being convicted right then and there by the Holy Spirit Himself, who are, who's basically watching people look at themselves inward and saying, wow, I'm a sinner. This person's not. And instead of course saying, Hey, how do I get what you've got? They mock and scoff at you because they, they hate you. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, the world hate hated Jesus first, so they're going to hate you. So yeah, yeah. It, you know, but, but you know what, you can rise above that. You can, and basically what it says is that's the, that's the opportunity to be able to share the, the hope that you have, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah. The, the word, um, exactly kind of what everyone says put together, you know, it's, it's amazing because conversation is strong G three ninety one, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it's a conduct. It's a way of life and living, but we have that through Jesus Christ, through faith and him being holy. We are set apart by the blood of Jesus. Mm. And that is, that is how we are set apart from the world because as he was set apart from the world, 
we are now holy through the imputed righteousness. And it's really interesting because we see the the verbiage throughout the scripture that talks about not being found with spot or blemish, right? Mm -hmm. And that was something that used to to bother me because I was like, well, I don't (laughs) want to be found with spot or blemish, you know? And then the Mm -hmm. Lord basically revealed to me that he was a sacrificial lamb that was found without spot or blemish. So when we are under the blood, when we are believing in his finished work and his imputed righteousness, we are found without spot or blemish. Amen, brother. That's that's the thing. It's like if you're covered and and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're covered by his blood sacrifices. And the the father, the sin that you have is as far as the east is from the west. And, And it's amazing to think that, a sovereign God can do that. But since he is sovereign and he's able to do that, that's what makes him God. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. has that mercy that, I mean, for us, I'm sure we could all remember things that people did bad to us all along throughout our lives. And they're not yeah. removed as far as the East from the West. Now, whether or not we act upon them or have a grudge or something like that, that's a whole different story. And you're not supposed to. <laughs> so, but but you but you still remember them and they still are there, whereas God it's not even there for him. It is as far away from the east as from the west, and yeah. it just goes to show the power of the blood of Christ. Yeah, you know? it's perplexing to the to the it natural is. mind, right? Because we it, it's foolishness to the world, right? But yeah. to us, it's the power of God that's saving us. You know, it's right? Like, and wow. only the blood of Christ could actually make that happen. I mean that. That is the beautiful thing, because in the past, there were animal sacrifices and such as things like that. But when Jesus came and died once and for all, he became the perfect sacrifice. And there was no need for a high priest or animal sacrifices from that point forward. So animal sacrifices don't do anything for you today. Um, The only thing that 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 does it for you is believing in the the pure perfect sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. And when he did that, he covered all a multitude of your, all of your sins. It's, it's quite amazing. And so when you think about spotless or without blemish, right, he's looking at the spirit, he's looking at your heart. And when he sees your heart and you believe in Christ and have the Holy spirit, he sees purity. He sees holiness. It's an, it's quite yeah. an amazing thing, all of it, isn't it? Oh, it's <laughs> right. amazing, and it's awesome that you said the word covers, right? Because yeah. uh, First Peter four eight, we have them, uh, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins, or love, yeah. love. and that's the love of God who covers. What is the God? God is love. love. I mean, Amen. He is pure you know, love, and not the wishy washy love either. The, the, the agape love. <laughs> You know, something I want to share with you guys, too, what the Lord revealed to me was, um, you know, I talk about, I said how we are sealed in the day of redemption. Okay, those verses, Ephesians 1, 13, 14, Ephesians 4, 30. You know, you ever wonder why a believer cannot, can no, never be possessed by a demon? Not anymore after, after they are believed and sealed. Okay, because your soul is sealed in your spirit. Your soul becomes sealed in the spirit. Okay, no longer can another spirit get in there and hijack your spirit and hijack the body and do what it wants to do because it's been sealed. It's a door that's been closed and sealed. Okay. Amen. But that's that's one of the great reasons why we can never be possessed by a demon. 
Okay. And if anybody said, oh, I know so-and-so that was possessed and they were a believer. No, they weren't. They're probably believing the works or something, but they were not a true believer. I guarantee you that. Not sealed with the Holy Spirit, right, Bob? Right. Doors yeah. closed, doors sealed. Nobody can get in. Amen. You can't get yeah. out either. Scary do you think that a lot of people blame blame their actions that they do and their and which is really their sinful nature? Let's be honest. They blame it on demons. Yeah, they could they can influence you. They can get around you, give you dreams and do all stuff like that. But they cannot yeah. get inside. Possess and possess yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. that makes sense because our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So how can a demon you know possess that? Uh, that, that makes sense. I mean, sure, we're under influence of demonic pressures and and spiritual baddies all over the place, and that's who we we actually fight against. Um, but uh, but I think a lot of people will say a demon's got a hold of me and this and that. And, and, and but 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 in reality, they've basically given themselves over to worldly lusts. I mean, not yeah. necessarily, you know, um, in a uh, you know, sexual lust, but there's all kinds of different lusts. I mean, there's lust, there's lust of the flesh all over the place. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I think, you know, alcohol, drugs, I mean, those, those are, those desire, are really desire of things, desire lust of, of the things, yeah. Mo- yeah, monetary things as well. The, the pursuit of, of money and wealth at all costs. Anyway. Status. You want status. Power. Yeah. I mean, Respect. our government, uh, government officials yeah. are, are definitely, you can point to them and say, I think these people are power hungry. There but may be something. Not just in our country, but all over the world, right? Yeah, there may be something dealing with the flesh uh, as how they can somewhat have some control over that. Uh, the spirit, no. Uh, I don't think they right. can they can mend or meld with your spirit, as they call familiar spirits, uh, after you are truly... Uh, spirit-filled believer um if we allow certain things into our lives as believers there may be a little bit of a stronghold that the enemy has Mm -hmm. on us but i can't back that up specifically with scripture i I have Mm -hmm. to be honest with you i can't back that up and uh specifically stating that a demon can possess uh a believer a christian that i can't back up with scripture either i've Mm -hmm. seen some things uh in regard to deliverance, that makes me question it. Um, but I mean, right now it's really speculation. How much do they? How much control do they have over that person who's allowed certain things to enter into their uh, eye gates or ear gates and all of that? Again, right. it's speculation. I've seen stuff, uh, but I think it's more dealing with the flesh than yeah. it is binding or melding with one's spirit. Well, well exactly. Bob, Bob, and, uh, it's desire. Yeah. It's the desires, and and once you allow those desires to take control, you've given yourself over onto demonic spirits. Let's be honest; right. that's exactly what it is. It's not of God. So, what is that spirit? It's not holy. It's it's unholy. Right. And so, the more you give into that, the more you have to dig yourself out of it and repent. And it's um and and the the farther you go, the worse the recovery is. And a lot of so even Christians will have to go down to a, you know, to a, a trough or a bottom or something and, and, and then reach back out and say, help me. You know, I can't do this on my own. And I think the key is, is figuring out b- before it gets 
too bad <laughs> and then be able to 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 call <laughs> on the name of Jesus right I mean that's really the key and and, yeah. and, and, and if, if you're in the word it's it it becomes more difficult to go down those dark paths right I mean yeah. the more that you're in the word the more that you're talking to bro- brothers like this the more you're going to uptime on Tuesday the the I mean I'm I'm not being crazy here I mean it is true the more you focus on this stuff and that you're in the word, the less you're going to be of the world. Right. Amen. We know our apostle Paul talks about in the book of Ephesians about, you know, put on the full armor of God. Now, if you are putting on full armor, all right, if you're going to war, what are you doing? Are you protecting yourself from a uh, external threat or internal threat, mm-hmm. external threat? Yep. So exactly. he tells, put on the armor. Because now you're protecting yourself from an external threat, an external threat that I believe cannot get inside of you. But that's what they're shooting darts at you. They're coming upon you. They're trying to influence you, stuff like that. But I believe since we're sealed, they cannot get in there and get full control of the wheel. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I still believe if once you're sealed, you cannot you cannot become possessed by a spirit. Yeah. You know? And speaking to the Ephesians, um, yeah, it's so awesome because we can also see that when you've done all you can do to stand, then to stand there for, right? And that's so important, too, because what the Lord has shown me about that is we kick and, and scream and, and do everything we can in our own strength. But we finally hit that moment when we're like, God, I can't do this alone. Kind of speaking to what Kevin's talking about, we we hit those moments in our our sanctification, our walk, whatever it is the Lord's dealing with us on at that point. And it's coming, getting quicker and quicker at recognizing what the Lord is trying to do so we can call out to him to help us because mm-hmm. it's not by our strength. It's not by our might. It's by his spirit, mm-hmm. says the Lord of hosts. Yeah. And I think we're all saying the same Amen. thing. I mean, the, Amen. The, spirit, the spirit sealed. The soul is um, is a whole different matter. <laughs> and that and that is the, always the, going to be the, the the striving between yeah. soul and the spirit, and it's a, it's it's a it, it's a tough thing. You just got to it's it's a daily walk, and that's why it's called a daily walk. Because mm-hmm. I mean, every day you have to fight off those those soulful desires that are earthly in nature, and you you know you you let it take a hold of you, and your spirit is sealed, yes, but I mean, you're doing damage to the body, you're doing damage to your soul, and you're doing damage, and you're not producing as uh, as much fruit, and ultimately, that's going to result in a loss of rewards. Let's be honest. So, the, all this really kind of goes together, and uh, and and I just want to make sure that all of us are, that we're all we're not talking about a loss of salvation here. <laughs> Uh, we, we we don't believe that that you can just one day just lose your salvation. That's just not right. not yeah. what we believe at all. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we have a soul. The soul is your living your your soul is your living experience, your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a physical body and a spiritual body. Exactly. Both bodies need a conscience. So basically, it's like you got one foot in the spirit and one foot in the in the uh, your soul is one foot in the spirit, one foot in the flesh. Okay. When you die, it's all in the spirit. <laughs> All right. So if, if you're dealing with sin and that's why we're tempted is because, you know, that's just the way it is right now. Our soul still has controlling operations and receiving signals from our flesh. Mm. And we're trying to deal with that. But the day is coming, whether you die 
where now your soul only feels what's in the spirit, which is the spirit of God, or right, the Holy Spirit when we die and go to heaven, or at the rapture resurrection where we, we, our bodies are renewed and we have now full, fully regenerated spirit, spirit uh, bodies capable of traveling the heavens, which now at that point, your mind, your soul, won't be dealing with that, you know, because now it's a regenerated spirit body. Okay, mm-hmm. I know I gotta make a video on that. that that's, that's like so deep, you know. Okay, you <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, it is deep. Stuff, you know, Steve just put I, a like, good I understand verse. it, but trying to put it into words. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, Steve, that's... Steve just put a good verse in chat. Second Corinthians ten five, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I mean. That that's another one of those verses where it's like if you do this, you're going to be better off. <laughs> you know, uh, exactly. It's one of those, uh, you know, during your daily walk, you the more you do this and bring those those uh, things under captivity, right? That's really what it is. I mean, yeah. those things are never going to go away. I mean, they're they're not. It doesn't say you know destroy them all forever <laughs> because that's just not yeah. going to happen until what Bob just said, rapture, resurrection. Amen. Until that day happens, you have to put it under captivity. You have to basically unemploy those things, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, just uh, kind of give you guys an example of my own life. Um, I have stopped smoking for quite a while now, but um mm-hmm. I think about it and it's so funny because it's been years, um, about four and a half, almost five years now since I quit smoking cigarettes. And, uh, it's really interesting because just out of nowhere, I'll just be going about my day and out of nowhere, just a random thought like, Hmm, that's an interesting urge that just came right, you know, rearing its ugly head. And it's like, man, I don't want no cigarette. You know? It's been almost five years. I have no desire for that at all. It's so funny because, um, a lot of people don't like talking about that because it kind of discloses a more personal level. And, mm. and it kind of goes back to the whole pride thing. You know, a lot of people struggle in that area. And I mean, I get it. It's kind of revealing to talk about yourself, but it mm. helps to show other people that, you know, this is a daily walk, just like Kevin was saying, just like Bob's saying, we were given the children of Israel as an admonition. And what did they have daily bread? Mm-hmm. They were fed day by day to walk with the Lord, that spiritual rock, right? The water, the regeneration day by day. 40 years. Exactly. And to speak to uh, Bob's point, we have that death, right? When we died in Christ, we are sealed. Just like he said, like that door, right? The tomb was sealed by a giant rock door that prevents us from getting out and prevents anything else from coming in. And we are a representation of the body of Christ. So you can see a really interesting typology there. Right. Mm. You know, plus the Bible says this when, when you die, the spirit returns to God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether you are saved or not saved, your spirit mm-hmm. returns to God. Your, our spirits are of God. All right. That that's the element of God. When, mm-hmm. when the body and spirit came together, the Bible says Adam became a living soul. A consciousness came from it. And mm-hmm. what happens is, and I believe this, I got to do a video on it, but when you die as a believer, your the spirit always goes up to heaven and returns to God. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not your consciousness is in that spirit body or not is another thing. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you die without Christ, your spirit is God. So, well, you know, what? I lent this thing to you. You didn't do nothing with it. You didn't believe me. I wasn't able to regenerate for you. I'm taking that back. It's mine. 
by the way, your consciousness goes down into hell. Okay, and you sit there and wait for the lake of fire and the judgment and stuff like that. Turns so you, your 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 soul is like a body in itself. It's so interesting, you know. But uh, I like I said, I would have to make a video about that, you know, because I'm just spitballing it right now. People are like, oh no, that's not right. I said, well, just give me some time, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyhow. Yeah, but this this verse, I love it. And um, there's a pastor. His name is John from uh, DBTM. And uh, tell, them, tell everyone this. the verse uh, Hebrews nine fourteen for those on the audio podcast. So you can. Yep, Hebrews nine fourteen. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot? Remember, we talked about the without spot or blemish to mm-hmm. God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. It's mm-hmm. so awesome, and you know. God's given us so much ammunition throughout the scripture. Am I perfect? No, you know, I, I fail daily, but you know, it's that walk and drawing closer to the Lord so we can recognize these, the patterns before they happen. So we can recognize the voice of God in the situations and flee to him who's faithful uh, to provide that way of escape. There you go. There, there's the patterns again, right? The patterns Amen. up on your theme for your, uh, your channel there for your, well, I'm convinced that, that God's that, that God's obviously done this on purpose so that we continue to rely on Him. <laughs> uh, you know yes. that it's a that, that it's a daily thing. That just like like you said, the Israelites they had they had to rely on that every single day. It was only one day's worth of food, except for that one day when it was two. But <laughs> but every day they had to go out and get it and. It's 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 the same thing with us every day, because if you don't, then every day you don't the the pressure mounts and and these these um, dead works are are not um, not purged. Right. And so they they clog up and they build up. And so they got to be they they have to get cleaned and they have to get purged and do it. And you know how it is with everything, with every piece of work with every piece of cleaning that you do with everything that you do, the more you let it go and the more you procrastinate, the worse it gets when you actually have to go do it. <laughs> and so that, that's why people try to do the same, you know, the same type of thing every single day. I mean, just even mundane tasks at work, if you don't do them for like two weeks and you're on vacation, you come back, you're like, Wait a minute. Where did where did where does that go? Where did I put this? You know, and so it, it's it's the daily routine that that really helps, and it's been a pattern like that throughout history. And I I'm convinced that that that's why we all feel the same way about the walk that we have is that it is a it's it's a daily um, occurrence where we're getting prodded by the Holy Spirit when we veer off a little bit and, and it's just like whoa hey you know you can like i said <laughs> yeah, i mean just exactly. you know I've, I've said this before i've felt it physically <laughs> where it's just like that hurts you know even mm-hmm. a thought can make me hurt inside and it's just like when you get into that realm that's a good realm to be because i'm telling you it, it does hurt and it's just like, wait a minute, you know, I've I just got this pain basically. It's just like, don't go there. You're not, you know, you're better than that. And you're, and the reason why you're better than that is not because of you, but because who's inside of you. 
and that you're allowing who's inside of you to actually control. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. So, that is yeah, the blood of Christ, man. That is uh, the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. He is speaking to the Hebrews here. And that is something that even the ancients were waiting for the mm-hmm. very moment when Jesus Christ was on that cross. Because that is everything that uh, everyone was waiting for back then to happen. And we have the opportunity as believers, as, as people, even Gentiles, to come to the cross, come to Jesus Christ, right? And and have Amen. that salvation. How awesome is that? I mean, we, we didn't have that opportunity, as Paul yeah. said, as Gentiles. Yeah, we, we sometimes do say that we want to come back home, but we never really were invited in that to begin with um, in terms of the structure of, of, of Scripture, um, and his chosen people, of course, but the plan always was, as we know, guys, folks, we know the plan with God was always to save all the nations through him. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is astounding to think that our God is an amazing God and is an awesome God who wants all of us to come to salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen, Amen brother. That's what this Amen. book lays out, lays out the case for Jesus, the book of Hebrews. And says, you know, hey, the, the, this is the, the the new covenant. The, this is the new way. The old way, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to do the sacrifices like that. And, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we as Gentiles, we never sacrificed, you know, animals and things like that. Um, even, you know, all the way back from our, whomever our ancestors were, they're not Jewish. They weren't doing that; those kind of, of sacrifices to God. And yet the Jewish people were. You would have thought that the Jewish people would have been like, wait a minute, I don't have to go through all this rigmarole anymore? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. But they were so tied in to, to that. And instead of it being actually what God intended it to be, a relationship thing, it became more of a show or... You know, I'm glad I'm not like that person who can't sacrifice their lamb, but I can sacrifice mine. And, you know, it became a power thing, too, like you were talking about, Bob. I mean, the, the, the leaders became powerful and they didn't want to give up their power and stuff. And it, it's just it's just a, a sad state that that still continues today. And the pride um, that builds up in somebody that can't accept, um, you know, this free gift and. Uh, I'm, you know, I guess we all just thank thank the Lord that that we've we've accepted it, and that you know there are many um, Jewish people as well that have accepted Jesus, and even more so, it seems like even more so today, like more and more every day are basically coming to the knowledge that there's not going to be another Messiah that comes. You know, there, there there's there's no way we can trace him. Uh, he's going to be born in, in Palestinian Bethlehem. I mean, come on now. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on today that uh, that that the Jewish people are saying. I'm not sure if this could ever happen again. So um, they're slowly but surely understanding that the Messiah has already come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's like uh. You know, people we talk about works, and people still believe in works. We got that camp kind of coming around, building a lot of steam, and we know 
we talked about that where the lines are getting blurred before Kevin, where, you know, tribulation is about to begin. And we, and there's already these people that won't accept the simple gift of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, to, to save them. Okay. So they're going to trust in their works and they'll end up getting left behind at the rapture. You know, I was thinking, you know, works, you know, works, getting saved by your works is like, uh, it's like a BMW, you know, it's a great car, looks flashy, you can do 120 miles an hour. It's a great car. And, and it, it could take you anywhere across the country. Now, the only problem is, what if your destination is Hawaii? Okay. So it could do all that. But, you know, you know, somewhere 50, 60 feet up the coast of California, you're going to realize that this isn't going to work. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to need the gift of grace. You're going to need 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, the gospel of our salvation, which in term in this application would be a jet. Okay. That can deliver you to hawaii that's the correct vehicle that you need now okay like i said that other that other what works it looks good you know it's like that car it looks good it could, it could do some stuff okay and theoretically you can get saved by works but more than likely you're not going to be perfect okay there's 613 laws and statutes you got to keep up with okay what about the cities you already done and where's your lamb at where's the temple at where how are you gonna you know what i'm saying so evidently god gave us the jet of jesus christ to get us to our destination. Of course, our destination is more like a starship because we're going to be traveling to the third heavens. Okay. Mm, but you guys see what I mean, though? Yeah. I know people said this, uh, you know, getting saved by the works. You try to get saved by your works. When you see people doing that and trying to say, hey, look how grave an ace I am, you know? It just, yeah. all I see is pride. Exactly. I just see pride that look how holy I am. Man, man I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm making it happen, Bob. The truth. I like it. That's funny. Yeah. They try to put you under the law as well. Like, are you keeping the Sabbath? It's like, yeah. You know, what what good is that going to do for you, by the way? Is that going to get you an extra what in heaven? I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, if you're not doing it, then you're not following the law. And it's like, you know, they, they just—they really just want to put you under the law, don't they? And, yeah. they? and it's the same thing that they did before, which is saying, "Look how great I am, and look how bad this other person is." And we know exactly. how that went for them. It did not go well for that person. Not at all. I'm looking at you know, a horrible tax collector like that person. You know, <laughs> and that did not go well for that guy. Yeah, look at Romans ten four. This one, how I always remembered this verse was I always think about uh, communications through uh, like walkie talkies. You know, you're like ten four, letting them know that you got the information and that it's accurate. And when you look at Romans ten four, it's so awesome because it's for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, there's so many examples throughout Scripture, but this is one of my favorite. Because so many people try to put themselves back under under that law, and we see it in Galatians uh, chapter three, I believe, where uh, you know Paul rebukes Peter openly, and it's it's I feel kind of bad for Peter because on one side I understand it because after I was first born again, it it was so easy, right? Because we start thinking, oh well, I, I, I and you start falling in this pattern. There's so many crazy. Lord, forgive me for using that word. So many interesting instructors out there who are trying to guide people in certain directions. And 
And it's good. It's good to live holy. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good to live set apart. There's nothing wrong. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to do. He wants us to have good conduct before him. But yeah, there is a, a air of pride that starts seeping in when we think that we can do everything in our own strength. Because just for like the smoking example, you know, there's so many people out there who are like, well, I quit smoking. Why can't you? You know, and it's like everyone's going through these different places in their life. And that's the, the biggest pitfall of the whole self-righteousness, because everyone thinks that they are doing these things on their own. And then they stop giving glory and honor to God. Who's the one who delivered them from it to begin with? Because there's no way they would ever be able to make it you know, to where they were. Like for me, there's no way I could be sitting right here today, a sober non-smoking man if it wasn't for the lord jesus christ and the the law of you know righteousness and in workspace really brought that side out of people you know and you can see it just like what bob was saying that oh keeping the sabbath and they just try to rub everything in your face because they don't acknowledge god Mm -hmm. yeah that's like that that pharisees thank you god i'm not like this uh tax collector or this guy over here you know Thank you. I'm them. I'm thank you. I'm so much more of an ace than they are. Man, look how holy I am. By the yeah. way, I got my best spot at the synagogue. I need to go over there right now. You know. I got some people seat. that need to see me in the street and see me. Oh, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Oh, you know. And Jesus, it's easy to get caught back into that trap. Yeah, it's easy to get caught back into that trap. But this is, uh, yeah, Galatians, right, chapter 3, verse 10. For as many are as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continue not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So, yeah, I mean, we're now justified by law in the sight of God. It is evident that the law, that the just shall live now by faith in verse 11. Amen. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Um, so let's not forget this very important verse here, Ephesians 3.11, folks. All right, because it's very easy to get caught back into that that trap. I think the enemy has a lot to do with that, to be honest with you. And sometimes it's ourselves, yeah. it's flesh, it's our own mind, you know, mindset. We have to get back into that area. Oh, otherwise God's not going to, you know, he's not going to think I'm holy enough, right? We go back to the holiness Amen. part. Amen. Yeah. Holier than thou. Uh, to be holy, does that mean to be part of the law, back brought back under the law? No, it doesn't. Right. I mean, be set apart from the world, like we said before. And like Brother Bob said, yeah, being being spirit-filled believer in Christ, born again, mm-hmm. spirit-filled, born again believer in Christ. And that's yeah, it's we're right. we're justified by faith now. Right. Exactly. Galatians yeah. uh, three. Oh, go ahead. I say Galatians three twenty-five, it says, uh but after the faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So once your faith in the finished works of Jesus comes, you believe you're sealed. You're no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Okay, by, yeah. and it was all by faith. I didn't see anything about going to a pool and getting baptized. I didn't see anything about here by uh, trying to repent for each and every one of your sins, if you can remember them, or keeping the Sabbath, or going to church on Sundays. 
It's all by faith. The moment you believe, the moment you believe, fully believe, you are sealed until the day of redemption. Amen. And it's a belief in the heart, too, because it's not Mm -hmm. just a carnal belief and saying, okay, yeah, I believe. All right, yeah. No, like I said at the beginning of the intro of Uptime, it, it, you, you're going to be a changed person. It's going to change you. You're, you're going to be changed. It, there's going to be evidence of that change. All right. This is real. This isn't just, oh, okay, well, I believe in, uh, you know, a Santa Claus or something like, or believe in whatever it is. Okay. I believe if I do this, it's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. No, this is a, the, the living God. Of Abraham, right. Isaac, and Jacob, the one who sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins on the cross. This is real, folks. This is real. This is real belief. If I can coin that term or <laughs> if we can make, make that kind of a term, this is real belief. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is absolute truth. Okay. This is not some made up truth or our version of truth. Yes, it is absolute truth. And a lot of people will say, wow, you know, you're, you're a bigot. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely out of your mind. That's what I think you are. But you know what? Re- start reading the word. Start reading scripture. Pray to God. Ask, and you will receive. Right? Seek, and, you will find. Amen. The fact that everybody's saying this, and, you know, if you, if you talked about Jesus, you talked about, I mean, every one of us is speaking the living word of God right now. And it says in John seven thirty eight, Jesus said, He that dwelleth, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Okay? The living word of God flows out of our belly. We're speaking it. Okay? We're sharing the gospel because we believe it from our heart. Okay? It has to start here before it comes up here. Okay? When it starts down here, you're saved. And then when it comes up out of here... It's an indicator, an indication proof that you are saved. I know some people say, okay, I believe in here, but I got to say a prayer. I got to I gotta complete my salvation by speaking some words. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. The Bible says when you have faith, you are born again and sealed. By sitting there trying to say a prayer to complete the salvation or to complete the sealing, all right, you speaking words of any kind, is a work okay so when you are born again sealed inside your heart like greg is talking about when that is done and complete then you'll begin to those rivers of living water shall come forth from your belly and you'll begin proclaiming christ yes it's evidence especially sharing it with people yeah absolutely um, if you could look up luke 645 you can see another scripture that pertains to this and it's uh so so awesome but it's um a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bring forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks so you can see that out of the abundance so what your belief is right it it just springs forth into to the living waters which is also another beautiful picture because it shows you sanctification starts from within and comes out amen amen hallelujah so yeah and it's really great because we have a god that is of evidence that has uh shows us 
and shows the world there is a true living God here. Uh, right. This is just amazing that we can have a God like that. And uh, there's so much out there that is is evident uh, that he is who he says he is. And he does. Mm-hmm. He all, this is all him. This is his this is his works. Don't forget about that. When the works flow out of us, those are his works. Those are really Amen. his works, not ours. Amen. Say, um, Without him, we can do nothing. Amen. I'll say, I, I need to start stirring up Kevin's spirit here because, you know, we're talking about, you know, we've seen everything happening around the world right now. And uh, the rapture resurrection, I'll tell you what, man, what's happening right now in Israel, that rapture resurrection cannot be too far off right now. Uh, for example, you have uh, uh, they they want to perform a sacrifice on the Temple Mount on July fifth, and they're going after Ben Giver to get him to grant them that. Now, the chances of that happening, I think, are pretty good, considering that Ben Giver took down all the Palestinian flags in Israel. Okay, that was a bold move to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Big, that's a bold move. All right. Yeah, he got uh, he got a little bit chastised for doing that, didn't he? By a whole bunch of people in the UN as well. Yep, he didn't care. No. I, I totally believe he be he would be the guy that will grant their request to do the sacrifice and bring a bulldozer and knock over that Alaska mosque and the Dome of the Rock. He would be the guy to do it. I totally believe that. <laughs> Drop a bomb on it accidentally, you know. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it it was provocative for sure, but it shouldn't ha- it shouldn't be. I mean, when you think about it, it really shouldn't mm-hmm. be. But of course, it is because you heard the message. I don't know if you heard the message from the United States of what they said at the UN, but I listened to it. It wasn't very long, but it was just the same old junk. It was just uh, you know, we we, we you know we condemn this uh, as it raises uh, you know it provoke. Uh, provokes people to violence and and it strays away from the status quo. You know, it's always the same BS junk. I mean, really, it's what it is. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because you'd think that, that by now the United States would understand that when they speak against Israel or do something against Israel, bad things happen to the United States. And that is historical proof. And you'd think by now we would have learned from that, but of course not, um, because these people, they, they, don't, they don't fear the living God, let's be honest. I mean, that, they just don't revere him. They don't understand anything about it. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, you, you can't go against what God said. I mean, he said that, that Israel is the apple of his eye, that that is his city. He's put his name on it. I mean, he's made an everlasting covenant with them. And now you're going to tell them that they can't go visit, um, you know, the Temple Mount. Now, I just, wow. I mean, it really has been given over to the Gentiles. And that's, that's another just proof positive that that's, that we're living here in the last, Last days. That's that's what it says to me, Bob. Is that the the Jews really want to build their temple, and we know that the Antichrist is going to go into a rebuilt temple. So, I mean, all this is is just showing us how close we are to this thing just really ramping up in the seventieth week, kicking off. Amen. And of you course, know, before that, the rapture of the church. 
and uh, and it's not getting better over here because you know you have uh you have of course America you know constantly now condemning Israel, so we're not going to be there. Or well, say Joe Biden leading this country, they're not going to be there for Israel, you know. And I mean, basically, living in America right now is like you're living in a house that's like falling apart, but you still have to live there. Things like imploding in itself, leaking everywhere. Electricity starting to give. Your floors are starting to shift. All right, it's becoming very unsafe to live in this home. You started got mold growing different spots now, but the thing is, it's not what we're waiting for right now. Is for the complete collapse of the house where it imposes comes down and crushes you, and the death shot comes and kills you. Okay, but that's what it's like right now living in this country. Right now, we're just in the we're we're still in the home. It's still standing. But it's slowly deteriorating now, and and I was telling these guys about this laundry list that you know that our Congress you know is passing right now. I tell you what, it's a good day when Congress can't pass anything. Okay, that's a good day when they're not able to pass anything. That's a good day. I hope they day. sit there and, and they have all these problems and stalemates and all stuff like that because everything that comes out of that Congress is garbage. Okay, yeah. and a few, a few few of the examples. Like, uh, for example, the uh, the HR fifty three forty six government uh, uh, bill. Basically, what they're going to do is commandeer all of your retirement, all your four hundred one ks, and all your stuff like that, because they want to protect your retirement in case something might happen to it. Actually, what they're doing is they're trying to protect their retirement, the bank's retirement, their money. So, what they're going to do, make it law where they will come in there and commandeer, take it off, and take full control of it. Okay, you have no say in it, no money. Okay, so that's how they'll wipe out all your money. All right. That's and a garbage uh, pale bill. That's a garbage pail bill if I ever heard one. That's a garbage pail bill. That's right. <laughs> that that does not sound good. And then they had uh one of the ones that just recently came out. Check this out. They want to start banning wood stoves. Gee, I wonder yeah, why. I heard that today too. Ban wood stove. Why? Why is it because we can keep our house clean with it without no. you guys helping out, or we no. can cook our food? No. Oh, it's it has to do with carbon. Ooh, carbon, yes. carbon, carbon, yeah. carbon, carbon, scary. The Get people who did that study, Bob, it's called the Rocky Mountain Consortium or something, and they're yeah. all about green energies, and so it has nothing to do with public safety or health or anything like that. They're all on the climate scare train. Right. And so now you can't exactly. have gas stoves where it's in forty percent of the households in the United States. I mean, we've gone bonkers here. I mean, this is this is like crazy. This is becoming crazy town. So that's another crazy idea. And like and like the other ones that pass, so uh, they want to pass a bill where they can re- they can confiscate your gun if you don't have a receipt for it. So let's say if you have a bunch of weapons and you just lost a receipt. Well, it doesn't matter. We own it now. You can't produce a physical receipt i have all my physical receipts remember my wife and i talking about that it's like we better save these receipts i just had it's like a birth it's like a it's like a birth certificate to keep those i mean that that immediately infringes upon the second yeah Um, immediately does i mean why are they doing that why are they doing this there's no it says you cannot do it at all and it doesn't say in the constitution that you need to show a receipt sorry it doesn't (laughs) Well, why, why, why are they doing all this? Because they're trying to disarm us right now. Yeah, they're trying to take it. Take exactly. the power away from the people and put it yeah. into the government's hands. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad exactly. we can see it. 
Well, yeah. The yeah, founding fathers saw it too, and that's the mm-hmm. reason why they passed the Second Amendment. And so, you, the, but see, these people, you've, you've even heard them. I think even Biden said one time, "Well, the Second Amendment is not uh, what 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 was the word he said? Do you guys remember? The Second Amendment is not something, and it meant like um, not absolute. Not yeah, there you go. Not yeah. absolute. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it is Biden. Amendment is Coming. absolute. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if, if, if one of them it's not back absolute. in 1790, when in fact you could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he said something about a cannon, remember? Yeah, yeah. But you could. <laughs> you could have a so cannon. ridiculous. What a moron. And then we have, and then we, and I remember we talked about last week's show, Kevin, where uh, he had Zelensky coming here. Oh. And uh, he had Zelensky coming here on the 21st. In his job. Making Congress for all his money and all that stuff like that. And uh, basically, you know, Zelensky didn't ask for a whole lot, but here is here's what he's asking for now. He's asking for the Patriot missile system. Okay, yeah, yeah. what does this mean? You're putting American boots on the ground. Okay, that's what that's what they want. They want to start getting our troops working right. in Ukraine. Why? Yeah. Because here's way, the yeah. If you guys seen the numbers, what's going on over there? You Not got good. six rush. You got six Ukrainians that die for every Russian. Okay, so Zelensky is like, you know what? You guys have sent America. You sent us all the money you could send us. You sent us all the equipment you could send us. Now start sending your boys and girls over here to fight for us. We need bodies. And then once we send our whole military over there and wipe them all up, guess what? Time for that draft. Let's get our boys. Let's all girls and boys, girls and boys. Girls are included now. And 18 to 40, you're all going. All of you going there to fight. Zelensky's like, yeah, send them over here to our meat grinder. We got meat grinder over here. Yeah, okay, we're, we're, we're just going to keep losing because we got to depopulate the country. And what's wow. perfect is that this is what I'm thinking. If they do that, so you lose all these people. All right. Now, how weak do you think this country is going to be now, Kevin, for an invasion? Your military is gone. Yep. Most of your fighting age men are all gone. All right. So you got nothing but really young people, really old people. So do you think this country might be a, a might be a really nice setup? To do an invasion? Oh yeah. You know, you know what's um, interesting, Bob, is there's a bigger war going on than Russia and Ukraine, just south of our border. Oh yeah, yeah. There's 150,000 people dead there. I mean, uh, due to cartel wars. I mean, yeah. That's that's got to be more than what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, and no one talks about it. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. I mean, there's like the the war, the 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 shelling, the 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 guns from the helicopters and on the streets. I saw the footage in Mexico just, that just happened a couple of days ago. That was worse than any fighting that I've seen in Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're at. But the thing is, speaking to what Bob was saying about the downfall of America, I mean, we, we see, I've mentioned this before here, a common hardened target takedown tactic with the supply lines. We had all kinds of things going on with our infrastructure and our fuel, the strategic reserves, sending all our armaments and ammunition over to another country. And just like Bob said, eventually there's going to be boots on the ground, not to mention the actual story of something. Personally, uh, my wife's brother was in the air force and um, he had the, you know what? And after almost 20 years of being in the Air Force, he had complications oh, from no. it. And they 
basically said, since you're non-deployable, you're not allowed to basically be here anymore. So he's no longer a part of the Air Force. Oh, so you, had, you have a thinning of our military from the ones who would not, you know, and then the ones who did, who have complications. And now we're going to see boots for our troops on foreign soil fighting another war that does has no interest in, for our people in America. And we're going to be literally just sitting ducks. Well, we're work. also lowering standards. Yeah. You're, and you've heard uh, about that, right. You've heard yeah, about the, that. They're not the hitting their, their quotas. So they're lowering the standards in order to have people join. And they're bribing them with things in order to join because yeah. they're not hitting their numbers. So, um, and then when they're in there, the, the the tests and stuff like that, they've lowered the standards on those as well. Yeah. So what kind of force are, do we even have at that point? Not when, really much. I mean, the, it seems like they're focused a lot on diversity and, and gender inclusion. And because of that, they're trying to create an APFT, which is the Army Physical Fitness Test. Each branch has their own version of this test, but they're trying to make it a unisex um, or, you know, just genderless test. And the problem, there's many problems with this. I can tell you from firsthand experience being in the military, but actually just talking about it, the test and the qualifications and standards have been put on hold for the next four years while they hammer out a actual test. So that means people can just walk across the finish line. They don't have to hold a certain standard of physical fitness and there will be no repercussions for it for the foreseeable future. So you're looking at really low quality of training and troops. Well, look, here's oh, truth. Here's, here's truth though. If it, ha if we get attacked before the rapture, we're not, we're not prepared. If no. when the rapture comes first and then this country is, is attacked. I mean, it, it is going to be, a tenth of what of the unpreparedness that it is today. So, yeah. either way, it's bad. But um, we're, we're we're this country is is nowhere near where where it used to be or where it needs to be to be to to actually defend. There's no defense of the border. I no. mean, there's there's literally no defense of the border. No. There there's the literally a million plus people coming in every year that we don't even know who they are. Yeah. Well, and so and then there's other, the another million that, that'll never show up uh, again. Well, so you're talking about millions of people coming in here that, and many of them have bad intentions. Okay. And we're just letting them in. So the, the simple fact is, Bob, is that this country is not secure. The no, federal no. government is not doing their constitutional duty in order to protect and serve the, the citizens of the United States. Right. The United States is no longer able to fight a two-front war. Okay, when, when uh, two, 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 two years ago, before we had the big problem, uh, we, we were able to do that. But we're no longer able to do a two-front war. We either defend or we go and fight. And evidently, we're going to have to go and fight. And they're going to send everybody to Ukraine and just leave us defenseless. Evidently, they're already planning for it because they got rid of all of our oil reserves that we need in order to fight here on the mainland. So that oil's gone, <laughs> right? There's a one-front war going on right now on the southern border. We can't even fight that. Right. And okay. the fact that all the guys, to, number one. Been, and just, just connect the dots, everybody. All right? Just call like it is. It looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. 
All right. Basically, this is all by design. They're letting all these people in for a multitude of different reasons. One, it's going to it's going to crash our infrastructure. Okay, you have hospitals going out of business now because they can't treat these people all for free. So when regular folks that pay taxes like us get sick, the hospital won't be there no more. And then on top of all that, these people have nowhere to live. So I talked about how eventually yeah. they're going to pass legislation for us to open up our houses for them, and they're yeah. going to more likely kick us out. That is scary. And, and then on top of all that, these guys, are, people are all coming over here. I guarantee you this. They get a gun, government won't care. No. They won't care about them. They'll care about someone like me, all right, a law-abiding citizen. You know, they'll come and take oh, my yeah. stuff, you know. But these people, you know, they're, they're eventually, you know, I don't know how long that's going to last. We're going to lay out on the street at 20-degree weather in El Paso, yeah. all right, with your family. These people are going to get desperate. They're going to start breaking into your home, all right? They're going to start doing all kinds of stuff because the government's not going to help them. They're going to help them a little bit, but not ultimately to take care of them. These people, they know that these people are going to start breaking in the homes. They're going to start fighting with you. They're going to start, start taking your stuff, hijacking you, taking your car, killing you, taking your wallet. They, and that's already happened. That's skyrocketing all across the country because all these illegals are here now because they, they much, need to live. What's that? Bob, it's much worse than, than kids in cages. Where's the outrage now? This is a humanitarian crisis. And then Biden goes to the border, and it's a photo op. The, oh, they, you hear about that? clean everything up. They basically yeah. move everybody out to another place. And then, and then uh, Biden looks at it, and it's all nice and clean. Where did those people get moved to? To a di- different location. And, that, oh. uh, and you probably watch. They'll probably come back. And, oh, and within a week or two or a month, they'll, it'll probably be all there again. Right. So, I mean, the, and then what, what is Lightfoot doing in Chicago? She's basically bussing all these, um, th- these illegal immigrants into poor, poor communities. Yeah. How's that going to help? And, and don't forget, they wanted, us, they wanted to thin out the cops. They wanted to thin out law, law enforcement at one point, right. too. They're still trying to do that. They're still trying to push that, right? Yeah. I mean, we still have a lot of people backing the blue, but they want us to turn against law enforcement, turn against each other, thin out the law enforcement. They're not going to want to work anymore. They're not going to want to. So, so let eventually, me get this it's going to be They're going to put the poor people into the poor communities without anything, and then they're going to remove the security and the police security. from that. Isn't what that is going to happen to that community? Look at the look how this whole thing is planned out because it, it really does come together when you look at it, right? Even people who are skeptical about this, if you really put the connect the dots, you can see that there is something going on here, and it becomes undeniable. It really does. Yeah. It's scary well, think about to it. think about it. I think about everything they're doing. You're absolutely right, Greg. Think about everything they're doing right now, all right? And they're pushing these people in all these cities. And those people, those poor people, will start fighting those other people, which are they're trying to promote chaos on purpose by design. Now, now it's starting to make sense why they say, hey, give us your guns. You better have a receipt. We're taking your guns away. Hold on a second. There's a lot of trouble going over there. I know. That's why we're trying to take your guns. So that way you can't defend yourself. Now, give us your guns. Okay, give us your give us your uh, give us your your wood stove so you can freeze to death, or maybe we could hedge our bet and somebody will break into your house trying to stab you and take your food because we took your gun. You can't defend yourself. Right. All by design. This is all right. happening by design. That's why I'm thinking the rapture resurrection the is going to be this year, man. Right. Well, you could see why the third seal leads to the fourth because that because mm-hmm. inflation when you can't buy anything for, for for your except a meal for your day's wage what do you have left what do you have mm-hmm. left to lose 
you're going to go on a rampage. Four Seals, death in Hades. I mean, you're, you're going to see people in, in mass just, go, you know, I'm not saying we're going to see that, but I'm saying the world's going to experience that because you, that's what you can already see. That's what it's leading to. I mean, you have $5 for a dozen eggs and people go crazy. What's going to happen when a dozen eggs cost you a thousand dollars? I mean, you know, what, what's the mayhem that's going to be caused by that? So right. just consider where, where this is all headed and where we're seeing this go. And you can see the conflict building. That, the, right. that they're manufacturing this conflict and they're doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. but it's all yeah. according to God's will. That's the interesting part, right? Is that it wow. all does fit into this seven-year tribulation plan that's coming up. Well, now, now Biden is even saying now, so, well, we're going to close up the border now. But, well, the problem is, Biden, we had millions and millions and millions of people across the border the last two years. Well, oh, you know what? That's just, let's just plus. put a big... Big fix, big blanket over the thing. Just make them all citizens. Give them voting rights, asylum, take care of them. and then, then, then anything going forward will take care of them from there. It's amnesty. Like, yeah, you so know they're going to pull out the amnesty card. The, not, the, the only yeah. thing that's stopping them now, though, is the Republican Congress. But but what's stopping Biden from having a you know a phone and a pen and, and doing an executive order? Yeah, do and some even knowing that, that it's not constitutional hasn't stopped yeah. them before. He, they, the administration already said the things that they were going to do, that they knew they were going to be unconstitutional, and they still did it anyway. And then yep. the Supreme Court shut it down, and then they did it again, and it went back to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, what are you doing? You're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. They're lawless is, is basically what it is. They have no respect for the law whatsoever. Right, and that's where we're at right now. And that's why I'm saying I don't think we have a whole lot of time, Michael. I don't think we have a whole lot of time. The way this country is moving right now, you know, the big question is, are we going to be here for it or not? I believe all this is happening right now because it's not all this is not coming for us, the body of Christ. It's coming for those who are going to be left behind. It's coming for them. We're just in the way right now. If we were the body of Christ wasn't here. You talk about how fast that pen of Joe's would be moving. Okay, he'd be like, he'd be like a, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they probably wouldn't even, who knows how bad it will be right now. Oh, yeah. And it, and on one side, it, it's awesome because we see that although it's not for the body of Christ, look how much this has done to wake up the body of Christ to the times mm-hmm. that we're living in. Just speaking to what Kevin also was saying, you know, it's so cool how God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right. Um, and it's, you could just see that everywhere, the grace of God, because there's so many people who have are waking up and they're coming out of this spiritual Egypt, this, this Babylonian system because of these, it's almost unbelievable. The dots that can be connected. Like you said, nothing is by, you know, one one thing here and there, you know, okay. But then you start seeing all these factories <laughs> containing food burning down. Yeah you, see yeah, you see supply chain issues. We have so many things that are happening, right? It's it's the, the convergence, I guess is the word that I was looking for. The convergence of all these dots happening at the same time. Prophetic convergence. Transportation problems and the transportation secretaries nowhere to be found twice. Yeah. 
I mean, you might as well. What world are we living in? <laughs> and we don't even need his job anymore. We get things going. It's like, yeah, we we don't need a transportation secretary no more, Buttigieg. Yeah, we don't need. We don't even need the job. Just get what rid exactly, of it. Exactly. What what can you point to that he's done in the last two years? One thing, okay. except except called roads racist. Other than that, what has he done? Yeah. Careful, get, take paternity leave. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. This is not my opinion, Greg. I'm just saying. Um, I know. Just let's let's not get kicked off uh, YouTube for a week. But uh, well, are we get uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because no, they I, believe in you're absolutely right. Back. No, I know That's absolutely. Uh, if we have to move over the rumble, we do right. But the the folk. The point is, listen. We are at. We are. At I'm a not point going against terms and service by of, saying that that uh, we're, we're at a point of no return. That is the major. The major oh, concern here. We are at the point of no, yeah, no, of no, no return. return. <laughs> and you know, and yeah, I mean, the world is is yeah, yeah going at <laughs> obviously that word in a in a handbasket. Um, so, you know what's most frustrating in all this, Greg, is the illogic. Is the is the the fact that they've been given over to this reprobate mind. And, and seeing it happen right before our very yeah, eyes. Absolutely. And there's nothing that we can do to actually bring them back because they've given themselves over to it. Well, what can yeah. we do, Kevin? I mean, Michael, Bob, what can we do as believers in all of this? What can we do? What should we do? I mean, Count it all joy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it's there's so many good things that are coming out of the situation to be able to be – Isaiah's right and and reason with people and show them these dots and you just never know the seeds that are planted during these moments and and having people almost want to coin the phrase consider this because I like I like to to approach people with that because there's so much attack on um just uh critical thinking in America right now and and people are being led right and it's understandable they're being led by a worthless shepherd but to be able to go in there and show them these things is so awesome but at the flip side it's preparing the body just like i've mentioned before and i believe it's very pertinent in this situation that as we see the collapse we have our great hope in the lord jesus christ that blessed hope just becomes so much more real in our hearts and our minds to such an extent that it's almost like you can just Feel yourself floating off the ground already with the rapture coming. And that is exciting. And I am more excited about 2023 moving forward than any other year before it. And so many people will say, hey, you know, there's all these times and events and all these crazy things have happened in the past. And yes, we had converging things that happened in like World War II. But the thing is, there's other converging factors that we did not have. Israel Example being Israel not being a nation and just the technology. We have more converging factors and variables than we've ever had ever. And I'm pumped because <laughs> I, I want to go home, guys. I'm ready. You know, I think that the more this is ha- the more this happens, the less I'm actually getting worked up about it. People are like, wow, this guy's passionate about this kind of thing. And yes, I am, but not nearly as much as I used to be about it because now I can just, I can say all these things, but at the same time, I understand it's plan. I get it, but it's just, it's disheartening to watch, but at the same time, it's also encouraging to watch. So I think, I think what the balance is that it's going to become a lot more encouraging as we continue 
than discouraging because yeah. we're going to, we see the day approaching more and more. And I think that, that more, more, the longer it goes on, the less I'm really even going to care about any of this. Exactly. Anymore. Okay. So, so it's I think there's going to be a day where I'm just going to be like, all right. So what, it sounds, it sounds like your answers are just watch, pray, seek the Lord. Am I right on that? Yep. Um, definitely all those things. And one thing I wanted to add the benefit to the believer in these times, because it's so hard, because of the struggle, because of the spiritual warfare, it is such an amazing time because it is putting us in complete reliance upon the Lord. Mm. And if this would have been, you know, back in 2006 or even 2015, and right. personally speaking for me, financially, health, everything, if everything would have been as it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be just, you know, just biting at the bit to get out of here, you know? And I think I speak for, I mean, there's obviously people around the world who are suffering just heinous, horrible persecution. And I know that they've been waiting for this blessed hope far longer than probably mm-hmm. all of us had with a great more fervency. Well, and like, in, and we just saw in Brazil, this just a couple, you know, a few days ago, there's an uprising going on there against oh, yeah. uh, the the powers of the government that are basically throwing people in jail without food or water and people are dying yeah, there. There we go. Yeah. Um, Spreading so, the gospel, man, just giving people the hope of the gospel. You know, it's just, they see that I think almost anyone you talk to, and I'm so excited to get out there and start recording and actually interviewing people just random people. Hopefully <laughs> it doesn't get crazy, but uh and just to, to be able to share the good news, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, because people see the hopelessness. They, they see the despair. That's why the violent crimes going up. People are at their wits end. They're losing it. They, they have nothing to grab a hold of anymore. Everything is and, falling apart around them. And everything is coming to a head right now. It's not going to slow down. That should be a great, that should be an extreme indicator that we cannot sustain this for another two more years or three more years while everything blowing up, especially yeah. with nuclear war. You know, I was, you know, I was, I was in prayer this morning and the Lord laid it in my heart again about the seven year Shemitah cycle. Okay. We started a new cycle on the 27th and, and I talked about that. I promoted it. And I believe that we are in the seven, we are in the 70th week. And the Lord gave me a deeper understanding about how he shortened the, shortens the time. He just gave me a, a perspective about it. Now, the Bible says in uh, Matthew 24, 31, that lest these days be short, no flesh should be saved. Okay? Here's the way I see it. Okay? And this is what I, this is what I received. Satan, from the past, Satan was watching this seven-year tribulation coming. He's like, okay, I got seven years. I could do this the first year, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year. He has it all lined up. I can I can accomplish this in seven years and no flesh to be saved. And now, and here we go into the 70th week. And Satan's like, all right, let's go. And God's like, nope, I'm going to delay it. He's like, why are you delaying it? Because the body of Christ needs to stay here and I have my own reasons. He's like, the more time you keep the body of Christ here, the less chance I have to succeed. Okay, so if you keep taking time away from this seven-year period, it, I, I have to start reconfiguring how I'm going to do this, okay? Because my time is getting shorter, okay? It's like your parents will take you to a college. 
and drop you off at college. Okay, okay, you got to get a four-year degree. You got two years to do it. Go. You're like, what? <laughs> I got two years to do it. it. You got all these classes. How am I going to do it? Go to school 16 hours a day? It's like, figure it out. That's why the Bible says when the Satan gets kicked out to the earth, he is mad because he realized he has but a short time. Don't you think he would have realized that 2,000 years ago or 1,000 <laughs> years ago or even 10 years ago? You think you would have realized, yeah, I'm going to have a short time. I better make some plans here. I'm going to do it. No, I believe he was ready to go on the 27th. The guy's like, nope, we're going, to, we're going to let this ride for a little while. You sit there and wait. And when he finally gets, who knows how, how long God's going to wait before he kicks him down. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says he's angry now. Because now he realizes at that point when he gets kicked down that I don't have seven years to get this done. I only got six years. I only got six and a half years to get this done. It took this is a seven year job. This is a seven year project. How am I going to get done in six and a half years? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that's one of the reasons why he's so upset. And that's why I believe that we are in this Shemitah cycle will contain the 70th week, however long it's going to be. Mm. Same. Yeah, because the days are shortened. So it's not seven years as we know in the calendar. We spoke about that a a few times here about how that that works. Like when the days are shortened, then you've got to shrink them down. Basically, there's still that many days, but the days are are just not 24 hours anymore. They're 16 hours, so our calendar doesn't work anymore at that point. So our calendar is based off a 24-hour cycle every day. So, yeah. No, I can see that. And listen, it does – the Bible is very clear that when Satan is cast down, he says – it says that he knows he has a short time. Um, So he is aware that um, time has been compressed. And you got to think that maybe even during that point or just before that time – then the, the days have already been shortened, right? Because, I mean, if he comes down and he's cast down to earth and it's only 16 hours a day, well, he's used to 24 hours a day here, roaming to and fro around the earth. So he knows he's got less time than even what he thought he might have had. So, yeah, no, it's uh, that's why it says, whoa, to the inhabitants of the earth. I mean, this, if Satan has yeah. come down to you, I mean, that's we know that we're not going to be here for that. And, that's, and, that, and that is a a really good thing to, to, to know and to understand that we are not appointed to that type of wrath on the, on the earth. I mean, that, that's not for us. So we're going to be gone before that. But the question is, is like, how long, Oh Lord, are we going to need to continue to dwell with these just ridiculous people? Um, and, and it's just getting worse and worse. Like, I mean, you always think about each week. I think you wonder like how much worse can it get? I mean, like, What's going to happen this week that just makes you go, what? What did they do? What? What is that? And it's and, and it's always it's, it just gets worse. It's like not getting better. Like you said, Bob, there's no there's no all of a sudden going to turn it around. I'm sorry that Kevin McCarthy and the, and the Republicans. I'm sorry, but they're not going to be able to turn this all around. This is they're not well, the saviors no of the world. What's that? No No return. Yeah, the point of no return. I mean, it's it, it, it's gone. It's gone past that point already. I mean, we we're already on the downhill slide, and th- there is no coming back from it. But that is exactly what it says in the Bible that is going to happen: is that it's going to ramp up, is that it's going to get worse and worse, that men's hearts are going to grow cold, that there's there's going to be there are going to be lovers of money and lovers of self rather than lovers of God. I mean, 
what do we see? That's what we see. Do what's right in your own eyes kind of mentality. Men's hearts are going to fail them for fear of what's coming upon the world. Uh, Yes, because they know that they've given themselves over to a reprobate mind. They know they've given themselves over to No idea what's coming. And and yet when, when, when that time comes, Greg, they are going to fear. They are going to fear, yet they're still going to blaspheme. Yeah. Talk about reprobate minds. You hear what the climate climate change activists put out in the New York Times? They're saying now that short people are better for the world than tall people. Okay. So so basically they're telling all the women, hey, start lowering those uh your uh, dating profiles, get those shorter guys. They consume they will they consume less, their bodies are smaller. So you know Let's, let's start uh, looking for these short people. You know, right away, I'm like, okay, so that's another – is that just another fighting point to divide people? We're going it's, that far now. Yeah, like, you know, you're short you're, and I'm tall. Okay, you know what? The short guy's like, you need to die because they said that glorifying, people are the problem. They're glorifying fat too now, Bob. Yeah. They're glorifying fat. It's like, you know, now it's good to be, to be fat. Twenty-eight of them who who believe in this climate religion said that they can't, they won't even have kids because of it. So I mean, oh man, it's the, really out of control. And the fruit will multiply, too, unless of I course mean, Miami's going to be underwater in twenty in twenty years. Then well, don't. I mean, that's yeah. not what the Bible says. I mean, we're we're mm-hmm. at a point where yeah, they, if they're glorifying fat, they're telling you everything's upside down backwards. <laughs> everything's upside down yeah. backwards. Yeah, and what about the COVID thing, by the way, Greg? Because that is something that. That that is, you know, fair game, okay? People who have comorbidities and have obesity are more susceptible to it, but yet they wanted everybody inside, not exercising. How's that going to help anybody? Yeah, they did exactly the opposite, Greg. That's that's my point. Is that they've done the opposite of what's right? Yeah, right. Well, it's obvious. It's obvious they want the population. Remember the Deagle reports, 2024, man, 90% gone. It seems like every decision they make is trying to point or herd the cattle towards death. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, whatever, what, even silly things. They don't care. They need to pull out all the stops now because they need to get this depopulation thing going. Okay. So I'm not surprised by any of this stuff now. And, uh, and everything we are talking about, how they are trying to, set us up for just absolute civil war in this country, you know, and it's not going to be like Republican versus Democrat. It's just you trying to protect your home from invaders, trying to get your food, trying to get your daughters, trying to get your stuff, whatever, you know, they're basically bringing the fight to us right now. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, in the dreams and visions I shared on my channel, it's all I've, I've seen these massive mobs of people just hunting people down, okay, and that's always during the tribulation, okay. People breaking into people's homes, okay, right when the rapture takes place. I saw a lot of that too. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I was like, why is there so much? Why is there so much carnage, and why is there so much fighting right when the rapture re- resurrection takes place? And it could take place right now, Kevin. You're talking about what's going on in Texas, not Texas, but uh, Mexico. Okay, that's fighting going on there right now. Ukraine, there's fighting going on there right now. Okay, people versus right now, people, ethnos versus ethnos. Yeah, wars and rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. 
earthquakes in diverse places. Wasn't there just a 7.6 earthquake just yesterday or something like that in Indonesia or two days ago? Was it yesterday? Yep. I think time goes by so I fast. Think, I, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, okay. Well, it's just yesterday. You have earthquakes in diverse places. You have an upcoming famine, a dark winter. Yep. I want, and don't forget about all the Poseidon bombs that they have, Russia has, that's been inching their way, moving about three miles an hour across the ocean floor, heading towards us right now. And are already in our, you know, docks and hanging out out there all around the coastlines everywhere. That could send millions and millions and trillions of gallons of radioactive water everywhere <laughs> and just wipe all of our coastal cities and all that stuff like that, you know. And they could do that anytime they want. There is nothing, there's nothing that's going to stop that. Okay, they're just waiting. They're just waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for. Hand of restraint. Yeah, well, I mean, we're definitely holding the evil back into in its full form to be manifest. That's for sure. It just feels like the world has just never been a less dangerous place. I mean, it, this is like yeah. the most danger on a daily basis. I mean, could you imagine taking a vacation to Mexico at this point? I mean, <laughs> you, who would do that? I mean, you're taking your life yeah. into your own hands at that point. I mean, you're just, you're really saying, you know, <laughs> you're putting yourself out there on a limb for sure. I mean, it just, it just feels like, I mean, and any day out in, in New York, it's the same thing yeah. out in the city. I mean, you're out in the city, you, 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 you're, you fear for your life all over the place and all over the world. I mean, what yeah. if you're not the right kind of person and you're in uh, uh, Afghanistan? I mean, right. You know, what if you're a woman in Afghanistan? You, they actually can define what a woman is there, but the problem is, is that they uh, they suppress them and that, and and that they, you know, they treat them horribly. They don't even let them get educated. It's terrible. I mean, what what does this world come to at this point? It, it's just devolved into all nightmares that you can imagine. Yeah. Well, on top of all that, you also have all. Every one of us has a digital profile. All of us. I mean, I do YouTube. Uh, we're all here. We all had digital profiles. I put stuff on Facebook. Anytime you speak negative against this government, they build a digital profile against you. You know, you know, um, when they brought in the, the World Wide Web, you know, when they brought in the World Wide Web, okay, it's like, hey, it's great. We can start connecting and talking and stuff like that. But the Lord started showing me the World Wide Web. What do mm. webs do for spiders? Trap people. They yeah. trap them, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. And what have all of yeah. us been doing using this web? We have been basically being our own informants on ourselves. Exactly. So they know exactly who we are and how they should deal with us. And I wow. seen, I seen where the numbers are one, one through sixteen. Yeah. If anybody's under eight or below, you're just you're gone. Great. Yeah. Put when me down to an eight tonight. I don't care. I mean, I probably, I probably like a a to, to lose. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought about that same thing, Bob. It's kind of funny because uh, just just the other day, I was like, you know what? When you go online, you're entering the net, the internet. I was like, oh, man, these guys got us <laughs> for so yeah. long. I never even thought about that. I was like, man, they've, they've really enslaved our minds. And wow. for a lot of us, you know, people stuck in the, what Dr. Barry calls the death scroll or a lot of people call it that, you know, and. It's really interesting you say that about speaking out against the uh, 
the powers that be because the other day I had said something and could it be all connected? I don't know. You be the judge, but I had an Amazon account that was hacked. They couldn't get anything out of it because, you know, <laughs> there's nothing to get. But uh, so they couldn't. So they hacked that. And then all of a sudden my wife, because I don't ha- I don't have a Facebook account, but my wife does. And sometimes I'll upload my my videos to her, her uh, page or whatever. Well, they found an old startup ad that I wanted to do, and it was called Pell's Electronics. I wanted to do a startup to help people without money fix their computers and provide IT solutions. Well, they deemed the company from like almost six years ago as a dangerous organization and a dangerous individual. And then when we finally got access to the account, someone had posted ISIS pictures all over our account. And I was like, I was like, wow, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Because whenever I think of helping people fix their computers, I always think of ISIS. That's the first thing I think of. I mean, yeah, come on now. That's ridiculous. to have it literally say Knowing what we know now, Michael, we know what we know now about the the, the alphabet agencies. You got to mm. wonder who in one of those alphabet agencies put that stuff on your site. Exactly. Yeah. It totally because they look like just real cheesy. Right. Like right. someone just put it there. You know, I got the pictures of it. I'm gonna actually make a video of it. Alph- <laughs> alphabet on there. Alphabet. Google. There you go. Yep. 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 Oh my God! I wasn't talking about Google. I know. Google's, I know. Google's pristine. But you said Google's alphabet. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what came to mind. Everyone knows that Google's pure and holy, but um, but it's the alphabet. alphabet. Yeah, they, they, like YouTube, they won't even send me my silver play button, so I know I, I'm. I know I'm done for. <laughs> like they won't even send me my silver play button. Yeah, Bob's like, so a piece dangerous, of plastic, man. Just send it to me. He's Don't got a dangerous channel, and he's a dangerous person. He's such a danger, Michael, that they won't even give him his one hundred one hundred thousand plaques. <laughs> can't make this yeah. up. You can't make this up. How petty do you have to be, Bob, to be like, well, we know you have 120,000 subscribers, but we don't like you, so we're not going to give it to you. I'm sorry, but I don't see anything in those rules that says that they have to like you. Hey, isn't that discrimination? Yeah. Everybody who's following the rules anymore. You don't have a Congress that follows the rules. We have a president that doesn't follow the rules. They make the rules (laughs) that go along, and and it's all based on emotion. And feeling, and it's not the good emotion and feeling. It's always the right. bad. Yeah, so the internet well, is basically a crap. Yeah, we have to use it because we can use it for the good. But we're also we're also kind of s- almost signing our own death certificates by doing this. So, but you yeah. know, but back in like in uh in World War Two, World War One Two, they had the Germans, Stasi, Soviet Union people. They were you know they had like informants that would tell on you. Okay, yeah. but now we just tell on ourselves. Right, exactly. And AI just <laughs> digitally just catalogs all of us. You know, so Bob, they find you, like, oh, you're eight. Get rid you of. You know, them. Bob, I gotta wonder if you're gonna have a hundred and twenty thousand plaque in heaven, and that all those Google executives need to walk by it on the way to the White Throne. There you go. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, we should have gave it to them. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, give me that plaque and put it at the end of a bat. Yeah. Put him in the face with it when they walk by. 
<laughs> oh man, I have a feeling yeah. you're going to change your mind once you're once you're you you you've made the perfect. <laughs> yeah, I will. I kind of I kind of I wanted to kick Biden in the stomach while he's getting judged at least once. <laughs> Or at least stick him in the back one time. <laughs> it's a it's a very carnal emotion that you have there, Bob. It's very come on, man. What? Come on. Oh man. well, he's just an old man. I mean, you got to give him a break. Well, he'll get a break, all right. <laughs> right in the stomach. <laughs> Apparently, he's um, now he's now he's in a little bit of hot water. Although, come on, what's going to happen from this? He he got caught basically with having some classified documents. Uh, they're they're. They're investigating it now at his DOJ. So we'll see what comes from that, which is um, – what, what, what are you going to guess, Bob? What do you think is going to come from this? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. All right, yeah. It's but, just a dog um, and pony show. Well, the double standard is very interesting because <laughs> there was – if I recall, Greg, there was this raid that happened in the early morning on, on a former president uh, for, for basically the same kind of thing. Although that president could declassify information, whereas this president at the time uh, could not. So I, I just I find it interesting. To, I, I watched the hypocrisy going on, and it's just um, it's something to behold. Um, it really is. It? it really is. Yes. To see them like move through the machinations of why this is worse than what this is and, and, and try to justify it and all these things. It's, you know, they just run through hoops and they all say the same thing. They get this, they get this, these words of the day. And we've all seen it before where you see these montages of like 60 people saying the exact same words in the same day. And, and mm-hmm. they do it all the time. It's like they get their script and then they, they, they say their words. And uh, this opera, it's basically Operation Mockingbird is really what it is. I mean, that was uncovered yeah. by the church committee long ago. And now they're going to have apparently these other church committees now. But what's I mean, what's really going to come from that, Bob? I just, I don't know. I I'm, I'm skeptical that we're actually going to get truth. No, there's no truth. Just like they told all the truth about the uh, shot to the arm. You know, I oh. watched a video from um, slightly I offensive. I don't guys know who he is, but uh, he said he did he did his video where they basically showed all the headlines when it first came out, ninety five percent effective. Then it went from ninety five to ninety. 85 to 80, 70, 50, 20, and when it all went all the way down to almost like it's like 10% effective, maybe. And then and, and then to cap it all off, it said, Well, if it it may not work, but at least you'll go to heaven. You know, and I literally wanna, said that. If you I want to thank the, the uh, how many people is it? Um, 500 or so people that are watching this now. Um, I want to thank you for actually coming here and watching this because I believe that nobody else is going to be to watch this. I have a feeling that Greg Bob just put the nail in the coffin right there. Are in this you video. serious? I already, what? I already started hammering I said it. Key word though, I said shot to the arm. Well, you, you said it's ten percent effective. I have a feeling, what? Greg, that he put just put. The, yeah, I think he put the nail in the coffin. I gotta get some coffee. I think I'll I be think honest with you. I'm right. gonna have this video up for about two days, and I'm gonna take it down. Bob, I, I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> no, two days, Bob, please, no, give it at least three. Three days, okay. I'll have, or I have to pull it out. Come to, if I, you know, if I, I, I edit this thing, man. <laughs> you, you're you're gonna either have to, to edit it, and you're gonna, and I think there's maybe Greg's right. Maybe there's some things that I didn't explicitly say. And you as well, but but all combining into together, I think this is a pretty 
a you know pretty provo- provocative up, up time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Provocative. Come provocative. on, you gotta, I'm Michael. Little, you can I'm, do I'm gonna let it ride. I'm make gonna a little trailer for this. <laughs> it's gonna ride for a few days. So what do you have to lose, Bob? I mean, days. just you know, your hundred. Because usually, people watch this video online on my channel. They'll they'll watch it for like four four days in, and nobody watches it no more. Okay, so we'll just leave we'll it, we'll it up for those four days, days in, and then I'll pull it. You might get some stragglers. I don't know. Some people just. How about you, Greg? What are you gonna do with this video? I'm going to, I mean, I plan to leave it. I mean, it's, I think we'll oh, be all dear. right. I think we'll be all right. Okay. We, we have let's to... talk about 2020. What happened? <laughs> next. Next. Let, let, let's, let's do the alphabet <laughs> six thing they talked about a few days ago. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, know? that's a good idea. Because it was such a huge day in history that everybody should know about. Oh, my goodness. You watched that Mark Dyson video? Yeah. You know, he did a video where uh, he's like, you you know what happened on that day, and people were like, "No, no. oh what what happened?" January six ring the bell? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nine eleven, sure. Pearl Something Harbor, happened sure. on that day, right? You know what? Yeah. Right? What? No, no, never heard of it. No, don't care. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you got to care a little bit. These idiots. <laughs> well, I mean, just think of it though. Two 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 years later. They they arrest the mother of the only person who died that day for being a, a memorial for that person who died that day. I mean, oh yeah, they're being the country come to. I mean, it's, it's it's really it's really quite interesting. And by the way, congressmen, including Kim Jeffries, is are still saying that five policemen lost their lives that day due to the violence, which is a total like the answer to that question. How many? Is zero, but they yeah. continue to say five. The same people that walked into Congress with their hands up and said, "Hands up, don't shoot," which never happened, by the way. So yep. these are the same liars. This is the this is don't one of the lie. That's right, Paul. This That's is the right. one one of the reasons why this country needs term limits is to get those kooks out of there, just to get the kooks out. Because the, the, listen, there's a lot of kooks that have been in there for a long time. Sheila Jackson Lee, hands up, don't shoot, lady. I mean, there, there are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of kooks that are in that Congress right now that have been there for 30, 40 years that need to get out immediately. You know the purple hair lady from Connecticut. Did you guys <laughs> see that? Picture? The purple hair lady from Connecticut bowing down to Zelensky. I mean, what is going on here? You know that that whole yeah. term limit thing is going to end up in the same file folder with the uh, with the vote to end all raises, with the vote to make them come to work more oh, right, during yeah. the year. It's all going to end up in that file folder. Of course, okay, vote to end all votes. No, it's going yeah. to be no, no. It's going to be called a no folder. The vote okay, to end all, all that <laughs> no folder. It's like, hey, got the no folder up here. It's no, and they're all like, yeah, no, no, no. Even even the good guys yeah. like, no, no, no. We okay, like our, we won't... like to stay here for fifty years. We like our races. Yeah, no, you're right. They're not. They, they probably won't ever actually vote for themselves to get out. But, but the but but I think one good thing that happened is that the some of the kooks are off of the committees now, like yeah. Schiff, Swalwell, and Omar. I mean, yeah. listen, Sh- Sh- Schiff is is just a complete liar. I mean, Watch he's just he. I said. <laughs> I said shit. His name is Adam. Schiff. I said shit. 
Adam Adam full of shit is 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 a liar. He is a liar flat, flat out. Eric Swalwell sleeping with the enemy, mm-hmm. and he farts on camera. And Ilhan Omar is like is one of the worst anti Jewish anti Israel uh, Congress people Congress person we've ever had ever. Okay, mm-hmm. and not only that, she married her brother. She got into this country illegally. She's these are all allegations, by the way. <laughs> uh, allegedly, she did all these things, but I think we all know the truth. And the fact that she also has uh, campaign finance issues, she also funneled money to her her husband slash brother. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, this, this is this is like corruption at its at its core. Okay. Right. And she's on the Foreign Intelligence Committee. What is going? I mean, I'm telling you, I, I really do believe that the founding fathers and Martin Luther King Jr. were resurrected and came to the Congress right now. They would just like say, "We're bringing all of these people out to be tarred and feathered." Yeah, ex- they, would, exactly. they would call for treason right. immediately. Well, give an idea now. How 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 late in the hour we are right now. I want to mention this before I forget about this. The Biden administration, they informed all the executives in Taiwan, you need to get out in the next two years because we're bringing a hammer down on Taiwan. Oh. When they come down on Taiwan, that will be that will be the beginning of World War Three. Okay. Oh. You're going to have North Korea, South Korea, China, Taiwan. There is all of Asia. Okay. China's been Asia's been solidified. Okay. And then they start moving from there. And when that happens, that's going to be us involved. In, and we'll be fighting Ukraine at this point. So we're going to be stretched thin. Okay. And once we're stretched thin here in America, they'll invade. And also messed up part about it too. And I was reading this stuff here. It was uh, Biden, not Biden, uh, Putin's been using basically his JV team. His JV team and low-level equipment. He He hasn't brought the varsity team forward yet. He hasn't brought his good good equipment yet forward. And it just so happens that the United States has given Ukraine twice the military budget of Russia. And they're still getting their butts kicked and, with the JV team, the JV equipment. And the media is lying to everybody saying that Ukraine's winning. Yeah, they're not winning. Su- they're getting destroyed. Six you- Ukrainians to every one Russian. That's not winning. Where do you suppose Lysolensky, uh keeps his... Uh- Little uh, headquarters there. Where do you suppose he is? You know he's, you know he's safe. So anytime we see him, right on uh, right. on TV, where is where do you suppose he is? Probably underground in right now. You're probably not even <laughs> in the Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've actually thought about this, and um, I watched this uh, VFX expert analyze some of the footage, and he was like. He's like they're good, but he was showing different shadows and different lights and stuff, and the in the reflections and the refractions of what he was wearing. And he's like, they, yeah. they got some good guys there, but they ain't perfect. He's like, I've been he, doing VFX for twenty years. He's like, this is definitely on a green screen. Could he be like, in Biden's basement? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's probably where he's at. I mean that that seems to be the place where things actually happen. Where you can come on, man. You can run for president and win least, from. Well, at least you can have a toilet out of nowhere, and all of a sudden there you are, and in, in the midst of, of everything, while you're pixelated. 
I, going through a bookcase. I don't know. I, it, it's, Have you noticed that Zelensky yeah, yeah. is getting larger? Yeah. Anyone else notice that? I he, think he's, he's eating, eating good. Vodka. Eating good. I think he's hitting the vodka too much, and he's packing on vodka pounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because I think he's sitting in the basement just eating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's really it's just a sad situation all around. Because I mean, you know, those who hate God love death. And what do you think they're propagating? This death, death, death. This death culture. And us who love God love life. And to see. The loss of life there, Ukrainians, Russians. Um, you think he's eating ice cream a lot? It's just, it's just really sad in general. Oh my gosh! I think he's eating a lot of ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, I think that, that he's gotten chummy with Pelosi and her refrigerator full of ice cream, and Joe Biden, of course, for his love of ice cream. I think that ice cream's the key, the key that's keeping him going right now. I wonder what that ice cream's all about. There's got to be something behind that. There's got to be something. You guys you just don't walk around with that. I think, I think, I think we found the key to the whole war. It's ice cream. I'll say and cold. and Jerry's. Cold as ice? Yeah, and of and course it would be Ben and Jerry's, right? The most woke of the ice cream companies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I knew you were going to say that. That's so funny. Hey, you want to do some questions while we got a little bit of time left, Greg? Yeah, hey, Caesar's Thousand questions that um, that the answer to every single one of them are I don't know. <laughs> Do you think the draft will start in the U.S. in the near future? Um, they're going to try to start it, but a lot of people are going to uh, protest it. So I don't think I'm hoping that a lot of people, if if they bring this up, you tell them no, no, no. Everybody say no, and if you have to get off grid, disappear. Oh, I never got your phone call. Sorry. My kid's not going. Too bad. So I don't think this could. I don't think this happened this year. But I'm thinking because you got to you got to do away with all the American troops in Ukraine. You got to send off our people over there first, and then when they start running out of bodies there, then they'll bring the draft in. Do you think that if China invaded Taiwan, that they would institute the draft? I don't think Biden will. I don't think Biden will protect Taiwan. At Even all. though he said that he would, like he in, in the White House, nothing. walked it back three times. Because Biden is a servant of those guys over there that that rhyme with Rhina. Okay, he's a servant, so he's not going to fight them. And <laughs> Wait, by the way, we want equipment. All of our equipment's in Ukraine. How are we going to fight that war? You'll say the shot is not effective, but you won't say China. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, we're really making a lot of sense tonight, Craig. Is the mass immigration to fill the U.S. military cheaply? You wish. I thought about that too. Hey, let's round them all up, send them to Ukraine. Great idea. They're not going into the military. Well, well the actually, military. So just to kind of put a little I, answer I think, in on that one. I think you know where we're going with this. Go ahead. Come well, uh, when I was in basic training, I never knew this was a thing until I was in basic training. We had a lot of foreign people from Africa, from around the world who was in basic with me and they could barely speak English and, um, which was made, <laughs> which made our cooperation exercise very difficult. Yeah, as but they had imagine. Citizens, so right? always, no, no, that's the thing. Um, this is what I found out having been in is that you actually can get your citizenship through serving in our military. So if, because of this, I can tell you that that is not the, uh, plan here to fill the military with immigrants because immigrants already immigrate through our military. Hmm. 
Well, it makes sense to me that maybe they would use them because they do want to depopulate. So even though they're here, they're saying, like, well, you send us first. This is the reason why I say it's ridiculous because we've brought in 5 million people over the last couple of years and they're still not hitting their quotas. You would think with 5 million people, they'd be way over their quota if they were actually using them for that. Mm-hmm. I'll let you do this one, Kevin. Yes. And persecution comes before we are raptured. Yes, there's been persecution of the church since day one. Yeah. Since literally day one. Actually, if you're going to consider that some people consider the church starting at Acts on Pentecost, immediately they were persecuted and they said they're drunk. So, I mean, that happened like in the first hour. So, yes, persecution can come and it is going to get worse. Um, there, there, there are people that are dying for their faith right now all over this world. And it could come here to a certain point as well. So we don't know exactly how long, but we also know that if everybody's dead, no one gets raptured. Um, yeah. Everyone rises first. <laughs> and there is no we who are alive and remain. So there can't be that. So it has yeah. to be at a certain point. And we also know that, that, that a multitude of tribulation saints are killed and martyred for their faith after the rapture. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say the bad stuff is really going to happen after the rapture. Yeah. yeah and with I that agree. being said, that probably answers this next question. When will people start connecting the dots that we are living in the end times after the rapture? Yeah, <laughs> that'll help. Unfortunately. Yeah. Hello. Wake up. That'll help. That'll help. I think people are waking up now, but certainly a rapture would change everything. I mean, that, that would even the most skeptical of person, it would affect them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Smell the coffee. It's a, uh, has Satan been cast out of heaven yet? No. Still fighting up there. Still fighting up still there. Still a war going on. Yeah. yeah. He still he has, still has his entrance, right? Back and forth. It does. The throne room. Mm-hmm. Back. Yep. We have. Uh, it's not until. Do you know I when it might be. And might, do you know when it might end, Bob? Do what I know? I think this, that, this I, think that I think we're in the seventieth week. Uh, it's not a tribulation period, but I think the Shemitah cycle contains that um, tribulation time that that limited tri- tribulation time frame that's in it. You know, so the days will be shortened. I believe that we are in that. This Shemitah cycle contains that whatever shortened tribulation period that will be within it. I believe that. I'll change my mind once we reach 2029. How about that? <laughs> yeah. If a pompous yeah. is coming like down on your head at that point, Bob? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's when he knows that it's going to end. When he sees a <laughs> coming down on him, he knows that he's really close to the end. Oh. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Planet X flyby, gravity pull speeds up rotation. I just brought this up because I just saw something on Israeli News Live where the Pentagon scientists revealed that planet, the Planet X solar system is actually an interdimensional solar system. Uh, That's why it stays hidden. I see. It's interdimensional. It, it blips in and out like the spaceships do, like the yeah, UFOs do. That's interesting because so, um, this book, um, The Messenger by Tom Horn, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not all the way through it. Here, I'll just put it up again. Just to Thomas Horn, The Messenger. It's about Apophis. It's about the asteroid... Um, and it's interesting because I haven't, I haven't read, I've, I've only just like cracked the first 50 pages, but, um, it's taken me a while actually to read cause I got other things going on, but like in the first part of it, 
Tom Lawrence talks about how he had this vision or whatever, and that this rock is not just a regular asteroid, that it actually is a, he, he pictured it as a dragon first, and, and that it actually has movement that is outside of normality mm-hmm. and could be going through different dimensions as well. So that's why this, if it is the messenger from God, um, possibly even Wormwood or something like that, then you're talking about something that God is using for his purpose. And of course, he could do whatever he wills with that. Um, yeah. I, the, 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 this Planet X system and so forth could be the same thing. God could be using it in order to shorten the days later on down the road. We don't know, but he certainly could do it. Uh, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to have this thing come uh, in. Yeah. Uh, from another dimension close by and affects the rotation, affects the orbit. I mean, it says the sun shines seven times hotter. Yeah. Um, you know, sure, God could snap his fingers and make it do seven times hotter, but it could. he could also make something happen so that it would occur and then that would take place here. Um, exactly. And it could be explained by science as well and not just a miracle, you know? So... Yeah, I don't put it past anything, Bob. I, th- I think that's that's a very that's a plausible explanation of why things would speed up or go go haywire, and why yeah. a pole like the poles could reverse and things like that as well. Makes sense. Think, yeah. think about the. Uh, it's interesting. I think about Nebuchadnezzar's dream, right? The rock that's coming that was carved without hands that destroys the this Babylonian system. I always think of Wormwood when I think of that. I think about that scripture about the rock that's coming to just level everything out. And I actually had an interesting dream, Bob. I was going to mention it to you real fast, though. It was this huge. It felt like I was actually there, and I looked out the window to make it real short, and there was a real dense cloud cover over the entire sky, like so dense you couldn't see the actual sky, and this massive rock just slammed right through it and it left this huge hole and it's like you could just see straight into space in the the wake of the hole that it left and it hit the ground and i woke up but before i woke up i just it almost looked like a nuclear blast going off the the force that it hit the ground it was it was wild yeah this is the um this is by the way i see people in the chat talking about tom tom horns the wormwood prophecy um but let me just write, uh, read this excerpt here from page uh, 11. Uh, but the mystery of that revelation, the one about the, the, this Apophis thing and the Wormwood and what he wrote about in the Wormwood um, prophecy has gotten deeper since I wrote Wormwood. And it wasn't until after that book was in print and I was doing media interviews on its claim that the biggest, re- it's big, that the biggest revelations involving Apophis came to light. Those secrets are what this new book is about and involve why I'm, I'm now calling Apophis the messenger. The transmission it is bringing with it will soon unveil one of the scariest and strangest wonders connected to Bible prophecy. Mm. That doesn't make you want to pick up this book. I don't know what will, but um, uh, but you got to consider the fact that we're in 2022 now. Oh, or tw- I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. I, th- I believe we just had a new year. I think it just turned 2023. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Um, thank you, Kevin. Uh, here in 2023, uh, April 13th, 2029 is just a tick over six years away, Bob. 
Yep. It's uh, six years sure. and three months and three days. <laughs> so uh, it is not that far off until this asteroid makes an ex- what NASA is saying, of course, is an extremely close flyby. But what Tom Horn says that NASA says is that it is going to impact. Well, you know what? Um, think about this. I see people put in the comment section here is what if the, the days get quicker? What if they turn to 16 hour days? How much quicker will we reach 2029 mm-hmm. if that happens? We'll reach it in half the time. Right. So we may be looking at Earth's rotation time speeding up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But that that would mean but that would mean then that that asteroid will possibly impact the Earth sometime three or four years into the tribulation. Mm. If that's the case, if you have Earth's time and God's time, I don't know how that's going to work. It gets confusing, but <laughs> I know that when I, when I, when I, I read all about that stuff, Apophis, you know, that's like, man, that, that's that, that's that Revelation 16, Revelation 8. You know, I thought that was, you know, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. The timing's off, but now it's starting to make sense to me now. Bob, what is the date of the eclipse? Um, April 8th. 2024 april 8th 2024 okay yeah so that's um so that's like um basically five years uh before this almost to the day um Mm -hmm. five days away five years and five days um apart from each other of this of the solar eclipse the total solar eclipse that basically completes the x across the united states and then five years five um days later apophis Right, and the Ottoman Empire fell within the within that uh, seven year time frame too. So I think that was I talked about that in the video before. So yeah, America is going to fall. We're going to try to we're going to try to prop it up best we can. We got some decent people in Congress trying to do the right thing, but this house is imploding, man. You I know, mean, Mr. you get those jacks down there, try to jack up the floor, do this. It's still going to fall. You know, a lot of people are saying Tom Worm talks a lot about 2025. Mr. Vax just says we probably need to be out of here before October of 2025. Because if you consider maybe this is at a midpoint or something like that, and then the days yeah. are shortened at, at that point or something like that, it, it could could be this 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 rock hitting the United the, this rock hitting the Pacific or whatever, um, and basically destroying or maybe the Atlantic, I don't know, but uh, destroying and then basically impacting the Earth so hard and so big that it changes the rotation, speeds up mm-hmm. the time. God can use anything at that point. Um, that thing and you don't, you don't have much time thereafter in order to, to complete it. So who knows? Yeah, That thing could pass through a wormhole. It could do all sure. kinds of stuff. It can get her real quick. Yeah. Okay, you I mean, got, we already have a fifth-dimensional planet solar system coming here to wreck us. You That's know, hiding in another dimension. Like? Is a yeah. fiery red dragon. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's cool artwork. I like yeah. it. Yeah, they went all out, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. So that's where we're at, folks. Folks, this this could be definitely be the year we could be raptured out of here, and there could be a, a long period of time before the tribulation begins, or we could be raptured out of here. Tribulation begins immediately. You know, I don't know. None of us know. Kevin knows when the day of the rapture is going to be. I do. Right. I have a quote, even. Yeah. 
the day of the rapture. That is the rapture is going to be the day of the rapture. Yeah, you got Bob saying that. Bob Hagen saying that more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, good, good. Because yeah. I, mean, I think Everybody. it's the safest thing that you could possibly say. Because you do know that at least. I mean, anything else is just pure speculation. But that is yeah. fact. That's truth. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Trademarked. just like, yeah, and just like <laughs> you guys were saying yeah. um, earlier, Soon. you know, we're not appointed to wrath. And um, when. Uh, I forget exactly who said that earlier. Was it Bob or Kevin? But uh, when you said it, something really, yeah, someone had mentioned that and it, something really interesting kind of came to mind. And um, I was like, you know, that's really interesting because we know that Jesus Christ from Romans 325 was the propitiation for us, right? The sacrifice that to appease the wrath, the wrath of God was poured out on him on the cross, right? So we who are part of that body are shielded by the body of Jesus Christ and he through faith, right? Because he is the shield of faith. Right. He's our shield and our buckler. So we are not going to go through that wrath, guys. And you can see that just pictured out throughout Scripture, that beautiful tapestry that's woven together that shows us that we are truly not appointed to wrath. Right. Yeah, regardless of what's coming on this earth, we are not in fear of it. Okay? The the world is in fear of it. The world is, in, like Greg said, men's hearts failing for what is about to come upon them, you know? And but we are not afraid of those things, no. and we're not afraid of also persecution and what man can do to us, because mm-hmm. what can they do to us? <laughs> they, they, they can kill our mortal body, but to be absent from our body is to be with the Lord. So how is that going to hurt us? And as a matter of fact, those who who are dead in Christ rise first. Right. So you know that. Not a punishment. It, it, it is a it is a privilege to be persecuted. Okay, right. It is but the wrath of God, though. Yeah, we're not appointed that. If you go Romans five nine, First Thessalonians five nine, First Thessalonians one ten, they all say that we are delivered from the wrath to come. Jesus comes, and we are delivered through Christ from the wrath to come. Now, Amen. are we going to be? Are we going to be sealed, and then nothing? A blast can go off in our face here. And we won't get hurt. Is that how we are? Is that how we are delivered, Michael? Or are we removed from the situation and taken to a completely different space away from the earth while hell is breaking out on the earth? Okay, that we're removed from the earth. That's Revelation three ten right there. Okay. Yeah, but first you guys are going to the field in Maine. But first you guys are going to the field in Maine, and I'm going to San Diego where it's nice and warm. (laughs) Exactly. You're not going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's exactly where the field's going to be, right in the heart of Mexico. It's going to be. Could you imagine? I mean, it's like I'm going to be out of here and going to be taken alive. No, you're going to Mexico. All right. Well, yeah. I guess I'm dead in Christ, rising first. Oh man. Well, I think this is good. I think this is a good place to stop, but. Uh, Lord no willing, fear. we'll be back next week, right? No fear. Amen. Amen. No fear. God Amen. did not give us a spirit of fear, but of Amen. love and power and of sound mind. Amen. Amen. I had a good time with you guys. Amen. Before, before you end, you got five, five, five watching. Grace, grace, grace. Times nice. Awesome. I like that. Nice. I saw it, though. Grace, <laughs> like grace, it. grace. 
Age of Grace coming to an end. You think the slot yeah, machines in heaven will be five 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 instead of seven seven seven? I mean, yeah. <laughs> God bless yeah. you all.